Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from sunny Southern California. Welcome, welcome, welcome in. Oh, what are we going to talk about today? You, you ever get that where you're like, man, I, wh- why do we always talk about dysfunction? Because dysfunction is fun, especially when... Um, especially when it's groups that have been functional in the past. We have a great show for you, a great show for you. And uh, I, I cannot wait. There's so much stuff I can't wait to get to. John Middlecoff will join us this hour. We'll talk about the upcoming playoff games. We'll also talk about uh, some of these coaching jobs. And we'll talk about the Cowboys. Wait to hear what Mike McCarthy had to say. What Mike McCarthy had to say is, is is pretty telling pretty pretty telling stuff this is the doug gottlieb show we got a lot to get to um i would say story of the day right am I, i'm not wrong story of the day is the lakers right it's got to be the lakers isn't it yeah right like right you're sitting there going yeah stories of the day is the lakers all right so we got we got football we have lakers stuff to get to we got a we got a metric ton. Rick Buecher is going to join us. Uh, Peter King is going to join us. Keith Bullock's going to join us. Of course, uh, longtime uh, Titan as like the least discussed, really good team in the National Football League will be at least a topic of discussion for us here coming up on, on the show. So don't worry if it's football, we got gotcha. you. But let's go with the Lakers who lost yet again last night. And the 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 part about it that's crazy is. They lost last night, and when they lost last night, it was to a team who is a terrible road team, a team who wants to trade one of their star players, right? And a team that isn't particularly good, not just on the road. They're just that that's a team that has kind of packed it in and getting ready for next year. So there's a lot to get to with it. Let's start with the quote which everyone is talking about. Russell Westbrook did not come back in the game as the Lakers had the lead, gave up the lead, were trying to come back in the game. He was pulled out of the game, I think it was seven minutes or so to go. Here's Frank Vogel, head coach of the Lakers, on the decision. Frank, you um, opted to go uh, with Russ on the bench at the end of the game. What were you what, what, what were you looking for there? What was the thinking behind that, behind that choice? Yeah, playing the guys I thought were going to win the game. Playing the guys that I thought were going to win the game. I had flashbacks of Hoosiers, right? Remember Gene Hackman's character in Hoosiers where he has a player who won't listen and another player fouls out of the game. And so he's got four guys on the floor and the kid who he had pulled out of the game gets up to go back in the game. He's like, where are you going? The official comes over. He's got four guys on the floor and he's like, my team is on the floor. Remember that? Remember that scene from Hoosiers? My, my team is on the floor. That was Frank Vogel last night. And look, for the record, all of this stuff, I mean, most of this stuff could have been foreseen. We talked about it here. You know, it's like they say, what is it? Play stupid games, get stupid prizes. Play old players, 
and you get old player results. Injuries, they've had them. Granted, Anthony Davis is not old, but Anthony Davis is oft injured. But their age just doesn't allow them to guard people, and the weaknesses to some of these players are made more pronounced. Like, look, Russell Westbrook has gotten a pass. Why? Because nobody watched him in D.C. last year. He just didn't. They were terrible to start the season, and by the end of the year, they were decent, and people wondered if Scotty Brooks could keep his job. That's what literally happened last season. But nobody watched to see how hard. Just It's all on reputation. I think people thought Russell Westbrook was a great finisher at the rim, again, based on reputation. He has, even the other night against Utah, great dunk. You're like, oh, man, he's Russell Westbrook's a vicious dog. He's actually been a bad finisher throughout his career. Doesn't matter how athletic he is. He doesn't have a great touch around the basket. We've known he's not a good shooter. We've known he's turned the basketball over. But because of the triple doubles, people thought he was a great passer. He's not. He just dominates the basketball. When you dominate the basketball in the NBA, guys are going to score. So there's there's so much to it more than just what your perception of Russell Westbrook is, right? But man, okay, so here was LeBron James after the game when he was asked about Russell. How was Russ after the game? Is that the sort of thing that bothers him? Have you followed Russ throughout his career? <laughs> Not as close as you have, probably. Okay. Have you followed Russ throughout this season? Yeah. Now, would you think that would bother Russ not being in the late game? I would imagine. Okay. Great answer. Can you quote me on that? I mean, yeah, you should quote yourself. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to quote us all the time. Quote yourself. I actually thought that's a great answer. At first... At first, LeBron's like, I don't want to answer questions for somebody else. I think that that's honestly totally fair. And then when it was re-asked, I mean, he realized he's LeBron. He's kind of going, how was he after the game? How do you think he was? Which tells you he was hot. He didn't want to talk to reporters. Now what? Now what happened? Because now is what's interesting, right? Like, do you think Frank Vogel went to the locker room just like Gene Hackman in Hoosiers and like spend the weekend deciding whether or not you want to be on this team? Do you think that that happened? Look, this could have been, this was foreseen by me. I told you when they made all these acquisitions and I have beefs in friendships with people who I really like and really respect within the Lakers organization. Because when it happened, I said, like, what are they doing? What are they doing? You have to know who you are and how you're built and what makes you successful. Now, I don't know if that team that won a championship two years ago could win a championship this year. Obviously, if you look at even last year, they kind of tore it down and started to rebuild it. But the way in which they won was based upon their defense. And they just had enough LeBron and enough Anthony Davis. And they were fortunate. They didn't play the Clippers. They didn't play, you know, the Warriors weren't competitive then. The Nets didn't, didn't even bring Kyrie or KD. Right. And then they didn't even play the Bucks that year. There was a lot of things that went their way. But the fact is they were the best defensive team in the league. And then they had, you know, one of the greatest players, you know, by some people's estimation, the greatest player of all time. And one of the, you know, Anthony Davis at the end of his career is going to be a Hall of Famer. Like they had two great players that kind of carried him. But the, the construct of this team changed dramatically when they got older players and when they got more offensive-minded. 
in their effort to get somebody else who would create a shot, they failed to realize who they were and what they were about. Right? I've never been a Contavious Caldwell Pope guy per se, but he knew his role. He defended. He made shots. And that was it. He's gone. And then Alex Caruso. If he starts, he comes off the bench, it doesn't matter. Everybody likes him. It's not just he's a fan favorite. He's a team favorite. So guys play harder around him. He's an unbelievable defender. He's a good passer. He's not a great shooter or scorer, but he's that glue guy that you need. They lost their glue guys. And instead, they brought in a star in Russell Westbrook, who's hard to coach, getting worse. It has gotten a pass for a long time. Got a pass in Oklahoma City. No one was ever critical of him when he's in Oklahoma City because he averaged triple-double. When he left Houston, people weren't really critical of him because, well, James Harden was the guy who was, didn't show up, was always late, didn't play defense. Even last year in D.C., because they finished strong and he gave pretty good effort, no, and no one pays attention to the Washington Wizards. No one said anything about anything that he did. But all you have to know about what's really going on is Frank Vogel is going to be fired, right? The only thing that saves Frank Vogel is LeBron James last night or tonight or the next night or whatever, pulling a Jimmy Chitwood. You guys know the Jimmy Chitwood, right? Remember, they, they take, the, they take the, the straw poll on whether or not the coach stays or the coach goes. And then they're just about to count him. And Jimmy has a basketball in his hands. Jimmy hadn't played all year. Jimmy's the superstar. He puts the basketball down. He walks up and he says, I got something to say. You guys remember that? What did Jimmy Chitwood say? I believe he said, I think it's time that I start playing ball. Uh, there's one other thing, though. If coach goes, I go. If coach stays, I play. Right? LeBron has tried to be Switzerland in this thing. And LeBron obviously has a piece. I don't know if he said, yes, Russell above Buddy Heald, Russell above, you know, pick other guy who wanted to come and play for the Lakers, as has been wildly and widely reported. Don't know. But Frank's going down. And he's, gonna, he's decided, I'm going down. I'm going to coach on my way out. I'm going to play the five best players, the guys who give me the best chance to win. And that was not Russell Westbrook. And the Lakers have to decide, do they want to be coached or do they want to be coddled? Right? Do they want to be coached or do they want to be coddled? And, and how it almost always goes down in NBA circles, especially when you have a player who is completely untradeable, no one's taking on $45 million of Russell Westbrook. Nick, tell, tell me the team who's like, yes, I'll sign up for that. Because the bad teams want to be bad. And he's good enough to win you games. And the good teams want to be good. And he's not good enough. And he makes too much money. And he's a pain in the ass. And he can, he's not coachable. And Russell Westbrook has this reputation of, oh, he just plays hard. He's so good. Like, he doesn't play that hard. Every once in a while, going after loose ball and dunking on Rudy Gobert, that's not playing hard. Playing hard is a percentage of times in which defensively you play to, to the utmost of your energy and you do what is called upon you based upon what the coaching staff asks and you agree on defensive rotations, on, on where you're supposed to force the basketball. How much of the time you do your job and you use the most energy that you have. That's, that's playing hard. He doesn't. So look around the league and all of those teams that are playoff teams, they don't want them. 
So you're stuck when you're stuck with a guy and it's a rock and a hard place. And that guy's a future Hall of Famer who's from Los Angeles and it's getting ugly and you bench him and he's mad and there's no level of accountability. And really, there was no accountability from LeBron. LeBron's like, he's mad. All LeBron has to say is like, look, man, I side with Frank. If LeBron says, I side with Frank, we weren't playing hard enough. He didn't feel like Russell was playing well tonight. Doesn't mean tomorrow night. Doesn't mean the next night. Doesn't mean anything else. It doesn't matter what he says behind closed doors. This is a perception-based deal. Frank Vogel is getting fired. Not if, but when. If LeBron wanted to save him, LeBron could save him. If LeBron wanted to side with him, LeBron would side with him. It would not be detrimental to his relationship with Russell Westbrook, as I think some people would perceive. No, it wouldn't. He's like, look, I love Russ. I wanted Russ here. I personally recruited Russ. I want Russ on this team. I want Russ on the floor. But tonight and recently, there have been times he hasn't played that well. Okay, we all go through it. You know, and he could even go to the, I don't go through it. Everybody else goes through it. Whatever. But what happened last night is Frank Vogel told you he's getting fired. Okay, he's getting fired. Because that was the line in the sand. And LeBron did not jump over and put his arm around him. He did not do the Pee Wee Reese to, uh, uh, what, what's his, well, my, uh, Robinson, um, help me out, the Jackie Robinson, right? Put his arm around him. Every, all the criticism goes away. Pee Wee Reese, right? Yeah, it's Pee Wee Reese and Jackie Robinson. That's what happened last night. So that, that's, that's exactly what happened. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. It's a shame, too, because the, the truth is Frank's a really good coach, and he's done a good job there. I, it doesn't mean he's the greatest coach ever, but uh, feels like uh, feels like Frank's gone, and it's a matter of time. And he's not taking Russell down with him. He's going to try and coach. And we see where LeBron and his loyalties lie. Check out the latest lines from World of Sports at BetRivers Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Got to be 21. Present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, or Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. A lot to get to. Uh, get some of your thoughts. Also, there is one piece of this puzzle which has not been discussed. We'll get to that uh, upcoming next. Plus, John Middlecoff will join us. We'll get his sense of Mike McCarthy, who appears to be okay and saved by the Dallas Cowboys. Did he help or hurt himself admitting that maybe they weren't ready for the moment when they took on the San Francisco 49ers? That's upcoming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So I was um, I was hanging with one of my kids the other, uh, other day, and uh, my, I have twin 15-year-old daughters. Um, so Harper is one of my daughters, and she, they, they both, you know, it's like one of the, look, teenage girls, and I'm a, yeah, you know, for a dad can be hard. Um, but some of the things that you connect on are now shows that we all binge on and they can watch more mature shows. Right? Like I watched uh, um, Shawshank Redemption with them uh, back. This is back 
when everything was shut down, like, you know, and it was a good one to pick out one. It's like an all time great movie. And obviously there's some scenes which are not great. I think some of it was a little bit over their head, which is good. But um, anyway, like they're to the age where they, they watch Criminal Minds all the time. So they really like thrillers. Now I was describing how I don't like, I don't know if you guys know this. I don't like, matter of fact, I won't watch horror movies. And so my daughter Harper's like, well, we watched that um, Silence of the Lambs. I said, that, that's a thriller, not a horror movie. It's like, if you like horror movies, like watch Scream. It's kind of a fun sort of horror movie, but you know, people get like murdered right there in front of you. <laughs> I, I, I don't enjoy that. That's not, my, that's not my cup of tea, but I do enjoy the, the thrillers and the murder mysteries. So I was giving her kind of a list of movies that she needs to, she needs, she needs to watch. She was a little under the weather. Not, she didn't have COVID, but she's just really congested. So I was like, look, if you're going to lay around today, like you should watch Bone Collector, um, Seven. Seven's a little much, but uh, Along Came a Spider, right? That's that's one. Uh, there, there's some others that I gave her kind of a list of like five or six thrillers. And um, and I was th- I was thinking one about Hoosiers with this, with this LeBron James thing, you know, the, the idea of Jimmy Chitwood, LeBron could do a Jimmy Chitwood. That, that's really it. And I get, I get these tweets. Like you, you get all kinds of stuff at Gottlieb show. Some dude named authentic Allen. Who I probably shouldn't give any radio time to, but I will. Doug is a dedicated LeBron hater. Everything is always a conspiracy or insinuations about LeBron. Okay. Well, I'm not insinuating anything. I mean, it's widely reported that he had DeMar DeRozan, Buddy Heald, at least DeMar DeRozan, Buddy Heald, and Russell Westbrook at his house and basically interviewed them to see who he wanted to have join the Lakers. That's reported. Never been disputed. Okay, so he had a hand in choosing Russell Westbrook, whether it was all him or whether it was him and Palinka, or whether it was Palinka saying, here's three guys, pick one. I don't know. I do know this, that when you're LeBron James, who, and by the way, I'm such a hater, I have said he's one of the greatest players of all time. Like me, I think Jordan's the greatest player of all time. I think Larry Bird and Magic Johnson are right there in the discussion, and I think LeBron James is right there in the discussion as well. I, 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 by the way, authentic Allen, I've forgotten more about basketball than you'll ever know. Okay, Now, I'm not going to tell you that I've forgotten more about football than you know, but I know a little bit more than I let on based upon watching it, studying it, people I've talked to, places that I've worked, and the fact that I've just absorbed knowledge as well as as spending time with my job. Done some play-by-play, done some sideline, but I don't need to read my resume. My point is this. Saying somebody's one of the greatest players of all time is the opposite of hater. It's the reality of how I feel, and there's a good portion of people feel that way. But when you're LeBron James, if you say... I'm going to only play for this guy. I want to play for this guy. Guess what happens? And he's already your coach. No change needs to be made. That's what happens. Right? And, and by the way, like Frank Vogel won an NBA title. Was in the Eastern Conference Finals a couple times with the Indiana Pacers. Like, it's not like a guy has no resume. So if LeBron James wanted him to be the coach and wanted to side with the coach, all he has to say is, that's my coach. He made a decision. We stand by it. It's only one game. 
Russell play better the next night and we'll be fine. But he didn't do that. I do think there was a little bit of, and this is another root movie reference, a little bit of spider to him. No, I thought, I thought you said that you are right, Spider. Right? Remember when, remember when they were giving Sp- Spider the business, right? I thought I heard someone say something, Spider, Spider. Right? And then Spider turns and he's like, hey, why don't you go after yourself, right? Oh, look at Spider, look at Spider. Why don't you go f- yourself? Right? Remember? Remember, what, remember that happened? He finally stood up for himself. That's Frank Vogel. Finally stood up for himself. Of course, he got shot and killed, but he did stand up for himself. That's what Frank Vogel did last night. John Middlecoff joins us. Former NFL scout, host of 3 and Out. Great podcast you can download on the Volume Podcast Network. Uh, John, let's, let's start with the Dallas Cowboys because that's the most fun, right? That's the most fun. Troy Aikman was critical, really, of the play calling and of the quarterback. What is your sense for why the offense isn't what wasn't better? It did, did really nothing until San Francisco decided to let him back in the game. Well, they had more penalty yards than rushing yards. And uh, I, I'm not Bill Walsh, but that's usually a problem. And one thing I think you saw with Dak, take the Week 18 game. I, I'm sorry, they were, you know, it was me, you, and the defensive backfield for, uh, you know, for the Eagles. Maybe you can still run a little bit. I Actually, you tore your ACL, so you're probably a little slowed down. But I, I'm definitely pretty slow at this point. And Dak Prescott is not built, and I, I know they play in a dome, but to play like Peyton Manning in his prime, to play like Pete Tom Brady, to play like Aaron Rodgers would be in a dome, throwing it 45 to 50 times, I know they got really good receivers, but in a playoff game is not a recipe for success. And the pr- one problem is they have a very expensive running back who you know, is not a great player anymore, but they're just refusal to run the ball and just establish the run. When you hear these older guys talk, and I think the young analytical crew, especially on social media, is like, you don't need to run the ball. Well, it clearly helps sometimes, right, just to kind of help everyone just breathe. And sometimes a run might not work on first down. Well, run it again on second down. And maybe instead of being in third and nine, you'll be in third and four. And that happened, the Niners are in that position a lot. Is Jimmy G great on third and 11? No, he's not. But on third and two, like, they're going to be okay. And they, they, I know they pay the guy like he's, you know, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, but he's not. He doesn't have a great arm. He's not the most accurate guy. And they, they just, their refusal to run the ball in some of these spots. And I have a soft spot, Doug. I mean, I, I started my career at Fresno State, the WAC conference, and I saw firsthand Kellen Moore as a player. Uh, I obviously know a lot of people at Boise State. I'm born and raised in Davis. Chris Peterson was a Davis guy, and I know Kellen Moore's backstory. His dad was a great high school coach. I think he's a smart guy. But I think a lot of young coaches in general, where Kyle is such an outlier, is they want to pass, 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 pass. We see it and all the time I, in know, basketball. We see that all the time. The young coach gets threes, the, right? the young coach gets the job, and they want to play faster. They shoot quicker. They allow for poor shot selection. The other thing is you brought up you you brought up the the Boise thing. You know Boise, they're kind of undermanned in the big games, so they they their reputation they get a little cute, right? And I've always thought that of him as a play caller in the red zones. Like, do you need to get cute there? Do you need to run a halfback pass? You know, or do you just line up and you have better players than the other team? I feel like the, like all of these, all of the Cowboy stuff comes down to from head coach to players are a little bit overregarded, like thought to be better than they actually are, better than their reputation may lead you to believe. And that we, we saw clock management problems coming the whole year. Shouldn't be shocked For by sure. it. And 
Um, and we're a little bit too cute. Instead of just doing the easy things. And that's really what Troy, Troy Aikman's like. Why are you getting so cute? Like, you, you got a great wide receiver in CeeDee Lamb. He's, he, they're playing way off him. Just throw him the football ten times. This is not that hard. You throw a quick hitch. Get the ball. CeeDee Lamb is a dominant young talent. And the Niners' DBs have struggled all season long. And they just, yeah, I, I think you saw an inexperienced guy against an experienced guy. It, it, it was really that simple. And you saw Kyle, who was just very convicted in what he's going to do, and Kellen is still figuring it out. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, young coaches figure it out, but that was a spot. I mean, the Niners just have better players, right? I mean, their players are not just better. They're more experienced. George Kittle. And Evo more experienced Samuel. in the playoffs. More experienced in the playoffs. Yeah, they, they, they've just been in bigger games. The Cowboys just simply have not. Okay, so how do you fix it if you're Dallas? Well, I do think you have to find a way to be more. Now, can you get rid of Zeke? Can you, you know, save some money, improve the offensive line? But you've got to get back to running the football because running the football just toughens your team. Like, I do think their defensive linemen are good players, but they were clearly a little reckless. Like, Randy Gregory's offsides like every other play, you know? I have no problem getting an offsides play a game or whatever. I always lean with guys playing closer to the edge than guys you got got to kick in the butt. But they got to the point where it's like, come on, guys. That this is this is kind of important. You're just giving this team free yards, so they're going to lose. I mean, Dan Quinn feels as good as gone, right? He's going to be a head coach. I, you know, Kellen Moore. Who knows? I, you know, someone really going to hire him. I guess you could never discount it nowadays. But uh, they they have to find a way to be more physical on offense because they definitely have pieces on defense. They, they'll they'll be fine. They, their defensive talent's good enough. But offensively, they they have to get back to being one of the better rushing teams in the NFL because it's going to be easy for them to win games in their division. I mean, they're going to have a huge, I know they went six and zero this year. It feels like, I mean, at worst they'd go five and one next year because the football team's still going to stink and the giants are terrible. Uh, and even the Eagles are just not as quite as talented as, as the Cowboys. So they're going to be in the playoff mix again. It's going to, you see McCarthy's quote of like, I thought our guys were nervous in pregame yes. prayer. Like who, yes. who says that? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I like, I, I don't know why he's still employed. I, I think it's crazy. Now my comeback. How can be, how can he how can wh- he say we talked about the penalties all year long and it didn't get better? How can he say? How can they say we practiced that last play of the game and it wasn't executed properly? Right? Like it it just it only points out that whatever you're doing, you're not doing it with enough conviction or authority or or timeliness. Right? Like he's that's not a well coached football team. And then the things you say, like my. My goodness, Mike! Why? Why would you? Why would you say that? Uh, real, real, let's. You and I both saw the Niners thing coming, right? You and I, we've been talking about it all year. Like when they get healthy, I don't want to play that team. And of course, this the style that they play, and the way in which they play, and when they're healthy, that can be problems for the Green Bay Packers. But I don't see it this weekend. I just don't. Jimmy is still Jimmy, and I do think this Packer team is as healthy as any football team has ever been in this position, and they're playing at home, do you think the Niners will beat them? Uh, I mean, I, I think they have a chance, but they'd have to ugly the game up, and obviously Jimmy can't turn it over. You know, the Packers, they just lost a lot of these games over the years. Now, the difference between the Niners just took advantage of a team that was pretty mentally weak. These guys, <clears throat> they've been around the block, right? Aaron, Devontae, LaFleur is now coaching several playoff games. Their offensive linemen, some of their defense, you know, Kenny Clark. They, they have guys that have been playing in these big spots. So to me, you're not going to just be able to, like, mentally break them. You're going to have to outplay them. And uh, that can be difficult. Like, the, the, 
if the Niners lose, it wouldn't shock me if they just run out of gas. They basically, the Titans game, that Thursday night game, then the Rams game, and then last week, like they've been on the road playing these playoff-level games. You might just run out of juice. But like we saw last week, they have, they got dudes. And they got dudes that have been through the ringer in the biggest spot. So if their guys are on, Debo, Trent, assuming Bosa plays this week, you know, and Warner's able to play this week, and Kittle, I mean, Juszczyk, who we don't talk about much because he's a fullback, but that dude was rocking Van Der Esch all game. So they're going to show up, and they're just going to throw haymakers. Now, they may just run out of gas, and if Rodgers is on, he's the best player in the sport. But I was watching uh, the 13 playoff game when Harbaugh and Kaepernick went in there and beat him, and it was freezing cold. That field gets mucky and ugly. And it's, you know, their greatest advantage is their great quarterback, and he's a superstar. But in these games when it's zero degrees, and you saw it for years when Peyton Manning had to play outside, and I think Rodgers is physically his arms better, so it's going to translate better to the cold better. But it's just hard to, like, score 30-plus points. Now, I'm with you. I think they're really good. uh, But I I do give the Niners a chance, assuming that they're not just out of gas. I I do think, though, that, like, two years ago, everybody went crazy over the – or maybe three years ago, whenever they drafted A.J. Dillon – like I, I think, like there's the type of guy. Now you have Aaron done. Jones and AJ Dillon, right? And in yeah. this game, yes, Rodgers makes play, but also they, they, they're everything they've done is for this very football game. All right, let's get let's get to the Rams and what they did to Kyler Murray. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that it at this level of football in a long time. Where a quarterback, he he looks scared. He he, I and I've been a Kyler Murray guy. Um, what happened? At SoFi on Monday night. Well, he'd been playing, and their team had been playing, beside the Cowboy game, terribly down the stretch. They, they had been pretty awful. And listen, I'm with you on Kyler. Like, if, you just, if you've watched football long enough or just sports, his physical attributes are awesome. His body language is terrible. I mean, he's got the body language of a baseball player. It's like, oh, whatever, just get another AB. It's like, no, bro, this is football. And, and you're the quarterback. You're the leader of the squad. Now, sometimes you just get your ass kicked. But I thought his just his – energy in that game was atrocious I mean it was like bro there's no next week here and uh, you know I'm still I don't think you know Kingsbury's going into his last year of his contract well, you know could they still get fired who knows uh, you know they talked about it all offseason we need leaders we need leaders so what do they do they went inside J.J. Watt well your leader should be you know who doesn't say we need leaders you know uh, Mahomes the Chiefs the, the, the Bills with Josh Allen hell the Ravens with Lamar it's you draft a guy number one overall. Part of it is not just his ability. It's like the total package. Shouldn't he be the leader of the squad? Well, clearly he's not. And, uh, and the Rams, I mean, they punked him. Now, the Rams team speed up front is really good. And Vaughn's been kind of coming on these last couple weeks. But I'm with you. That was, like, this is the playoffs. And the Cardinals have enough talent where you shouldn't look that overwhelmed. And they just... It was like it, it, that's one of the more gutless performances as you'll see from a from a team that is you know the Eagles just aren't as talented as the Bucks but the Cardinals like man for man they got dudes and even like you know their defensive guys you know Buda Baker got KO'd like they're playing their ass off and you got Kyler just like well whatever I'll just see you guys next year it's like bro what is going on by the way how impressive is it it's not just a guy comes back five and a half months after tearing an Achilles tendon thank God Buda's okay he looked awesome but I mean. But like that's that's a, you talk about finishing a run and and punishing the guy who's tackling that was amazing. I think they're going to beat Tampa. Like Tristan Wirfs isn't right. Like they're they're built for this. If Stafford doesn't screw it up, 
especially how 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 Tampa's defensive secondary is pretty weak, and they're figured out how to get Odell the ball. I think Rams beat him. Well, I, I you know we all watched the Rams have that devastating loss week eighteen. I give McVay a lot of credit. He had the boys ready, locked in, and most importantly, his quarterback was flawless. To me, he's the question. If he plays, you know, obviously, like, he's not going to play probably as good as he did Monday night. But if he just gives them a B, B-plus game, they can win this game. Now, if he plays like he did in that Ravens game, you know, some of the games down the stretch where he's turning the ball over and fumbling, you can't beat Brady like that. But the Bucks, you get to a point. Remember the finals with uh, when, when – uh, Clay tears ACL. Yep. Durant tears Achilles. Like you right. just they, just don't have, they just don't have anything. They just don't have anybody left. Right. Like you, so you, like you had to get rid of Antonio Brown. You you don't have you don't have your best wide receiver either. Fournette's out. I think Fournette's going to be back. He did practice. Well, if today. he's back, that helps. But I mean, losing Worfs is a big deal. Jensen's a really good player. How banged up is he? You, you just can only lose so many guys. Like last year, their team was stacked. It is on paper when everyone's healthy. They are. They probably win the NFC. Mm-hmm. But to me, Worf's out is a major, major problem. Like you saw in the second half, even though the game was over, you know, the Eagles have some pass rushers, and, and Brady was just, and rightfully so, just kind of hitting the ground. Yep. But that, that could happen all game long with these guys. Like Aaron Donald, the one, the, to me, the best part about this NFC, the four teams, like you don't need like win one for the Gipper, you know, these big speeches this week. There are, every team has dudes that are just ready for war. I mean, Donald was starting fights up 28, nothing. I like, know. It was, guy, it was, it was all right. I got, I got two more real, real quick ones. Is, is Philly real with, we're sticking with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is our guy, or is, is that just, you know, that, that just talking genuine? Yeah. You just say that right now because you don't know. I mean, they, they got, they got a war chest as a pick. So if they could trade for Watson, who you never know with Russell Wilson, I've, I've been around that organization. They will wheel and deal. They've been wheeling and dealing for 20 years, making trades for big name guys. So they, but they know that it might not happen. So you're just kind of stuck with them and you just keep, you know, keep loading up the squad and keep yourself in position. Uh, but you know, I, I, I think they will be sniffing around it. There's not, there's not a quarterback to draft. So it's really going to have to be, you know, one of these veteran quarterbacks, which I think they would be all over and they have the ammo to, you know, make a move, but you know, you just, you just, you never know. Yeah, sitting here on January twentieth. So I, I think you just say the, you know, quote unquote PC thing to say right now. Keep your guy happy, and then just be be willing to pivot the moment you know an opportunity comes. Kansas City or Buffalo? Uh, I'm just going to lean Kansas City because they're at home. But I think you know this is this is a football game, Doug. I mean, <laughs> yes. you talk about two young stars in the league. I mean, this yes. is Sean McDermott started his career as Andy's assistant. Yep. Came up got, under got Jim fired Johnson. by Andy. And he had to fire him. He got fired. Exactly. You know, I think that came a little bit from Joe Banner, but I, yep. you know, I think Sean McDermott's a stud. Andy's in the peak of his powers. Both these quarterbacks. I mean, what did they throw? Ten touchdowns combined last week. Yeah. This, this is just. This is this. To me, this is the AFC Championship game. I know Tennessee fans are going to be pissed hearing that, but uh, I, I'll, I'll lean Kansas City just at home. But I, I, I don't think I could bet on this game. I don't. I don't have a great feel for it because if Josh is going to play like last week. I mean, he looked like. I mean, what the hell was that? I mean, was John, like John Elway meets John Dan Marino meets Brett Favre. No, he was John Elway last. He was John Elway last week. That, that's peak John Elway. That's what he looked like. That, that was awesome. Was, that was that was that was awesome. Uh, John Middlecoff, check out Three and Out. It's a very good podcast. I encourage everybody I know to download it and listen to it. I do. John, you're the best. Thanks for joining us. 
See you, Doug. Later. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever get your podcast from check out the latest lines the world of sports at bet river sportsbook bet rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting got to be 21 president colorado illinois indiana or pennsylvania to play gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER let's get to what the fox said and now <laughs> what does the fox say every day we try to bring back something we heard on fox sports radio we thought was really really interesting and play it for you and talk about it this was dan patrick on the dan patrick show earlier today talking about the Lakers. This is a game you're supposed to win. This is a game where the team comes together to support Frank Vogel. We're going to put together a great effort here. And then all of a sudden you go, we lost at home. If you were going to script, and this is the land of scripts, if you were going to script a worst case scenario, you did it. Home loss to a bad team, a bad road team. Russell Westbrook gets benched, doesn't stay around to talk to the media. LeBron shouldn't have to stay to talk about Russell Westbrook being benched. LeBron had, you know, another great game here. But if you wanted worst case scenario, you got it. I got to point out that what's amazing about it is all we do is box score hunt and go, LeBron had a great game. Everybody, you guys know what plus minus is, right? Do you know the worst plus minus on the Lakers last night? It wasn't. Russell Westbrook, who's a minus 18. It was LeBron James at a minus 20. Now, we can sit here and say, hey, LeBron is playing out of position, but that actually helps him on offense, right? If you're guarded by centers, that helps you. If DeMontis Sabonis is guarding you, he's not used to covering LeBron out on the floor. Where it hurts you is in the defensive end. Look, I, I obviously LeBron's tremendous, okay? And but he's not the same guy defensively. And I don't think any of the line of questioning, yeah, you can't really get to how Russell is feeling if you can't ask Russell, but part of being LeBron James is you do have to answer questions. And I thought he answered it in a very fair way. What was missing was the, look, Frank's our coach. I say, if Frank doesn't think there's enough energy on defense, if Frank wants to play somebody else down the stretch, I support Frank. That is what was missing. What does the fuck say? Um, all right, well, let's get to the Cowboys upcoming next. Mike McCarthy said something. You, you heard John Minokoff mention it. That just, I think everybody's ears perked up. I'll play it for you. Tell you what I heard. You tell me what you heard. That's upcoming next on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. 